morning everybody it's what so with miss coco so <clears throat> today i want to just talk about this um government shutdown and um my focus is really on how do you get prepared um for what i consider this to be a rainy day like this is a rainy day situation um and it's an example of what people are going to be experiencing through this whole process, right? So I consider this a rainy day because there are millions of people who are actually living check to check. So when I mean they live in check to check, let's take, for example, you know, these people who have been displaced um, or furloughed because <clears throat> the government area that they work in is um, closed. Um... And so they don't have enough savings to cover a opportunity like this. And when I say they don't have the savings, they just don't. They just didn't plan ahead because quite frankly, the cost of living does not match what we earn in our jobs, unless you are in the top tier, you know, the top 20% of the country. Um, whether it's one uh, person in the household or two people in the household working, we still are not making the amount of money to match the cost of living. And people could argue with me and that would be fine. Argue with me or, you know, disagree. But uh, it would be very hard considering, you know, what people are actually uh, going through on a day-to-day -day basis. And so here in Michigan, where I am, remember I told you guys I work for an agency and my role is to ensure that, um, the people we work with know what they need and what they, you know, and, and where to go and get it just in case. And so for me, a lot of times that's a, that's a food pantry. That's a, um, a, um, a church or a, a facility that's serving food. And so this week I put a post out on Facebook, just giving people the heads up on what DHHS was, was doing here in Michigan. And I can say that in Michigan, we have been progressive in making sure that our clients know what's actually going on. And um, Bob Wheaton at uh, DHHS sent out a press release letting people know that um, this Saturday, if you're in the first half of the month, your uh, SNAP benefits will be added to your car for February in January. And then on the 26th, the second half of the month, those people who receive SNAP benefits um are going to get theirs and that's it until this shutdown is over um and so i essentially posted that and over 10,000 people have shared that video and over a hundred thousand people have viewed the video and my phone has been chiming off the chain i had to put it on silent be because it was just off the chain from tuesday um morning at 11 o'clock until this morning at three, four o'clock where people are, you know, getting off of their shifts or whatever the case may be with very valid questions and very valid concerns. And so my question to people out there who work in a situation like mine, what do you do to get ahead of uh, a catastrophe for what, what people feel is happening to them? Um, some people, you know, uh, some people inbox me and said, you didn't have to, because uh, in my video, you all, I said, if you are a person that receives SNAP benefits and you are uh, 
prone to sell your benefits, y'all. Let's keep it real. We know that people sell a, they, their EBT cards. We know we know that. And, and somebody was offended because I said that. What are you offended? What are you offended for? Because essentially, these are people who have children who um, don't think of their children when they do that, and then they get in a situation like we are in in this country where those benefits are going to be cut and then you, you it's, it's oh lord help me what am I going to do because I can't feed my kids well you shouldn't have been selling your, your SNAP benefits period that's how I look at it but hey I'm not in the situation and I ain't the one making the decision I just felt the need to say don't do it because you don't know when those benefits are going to come back right now these aren't listen children are receiving SNAP benefits the elderly are receiving SNAP benefits and you know then you have that in between age group you know that that 20 to 40 year old age group who are you know living paycheck to paycheck trying to make ends meet as well now everybody ain't bad and everybody ain't you know selling them but hey you've got to come ahead of what's happening in the world so that people are prepared for example we know that if they cut snap benefits the next thing to be cut is cash assistance and then um, child care benefits. And then we go into Section 8. And then what happens when your landlord don't get their payment? Are you going to be homeless? These are things that people have to start thinking of in advance. I watched the videos yesterday on CNN and MSNBC where those workers were talking to uh, Mitch McConnell and telling him, hey, I had to sell everything because I can't make my rent. Those are people who did not save for a rainy day. Those are people who don't have money saved in IRAs or they don't have money saved in uh, money market accounts and things like that so that if something like this happens, you can draw off of that money. Now, I, I, I in Moonlight, and that's what I do in my second life, and so I, I'm always talking about wealth management, you know, in my, in my circle, you know, making sure that you have um, additional streams of income, making sure that you have skills that you can fall back on just in case you are in a situation where your job is on a furlough. You know, some of these people can go work at a fast food restaurant or whatever. I would be doing whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm not homeless. I'm not too proud to work somewhere uh, and be a little uncomfortable temporarily. Everybody is not like that. You know, like I, I, I have to draw the line at fast food. Like I, I really, I'm not that girl. I, I just can't. But in terms of customer service, you know, for a company or, or, or working for a temp agency while I'm waiting, I would be making those arrangements. But I can't tell other people what to do. However, if you come into my office, I'm going to provide you some opportunities or some avenues for you to make sure that you can total line until whatever occurs is fixed. Now, I don't know how long uh congress and, and 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 you know and the representatives in the senate is going to you know go tit for tat with the president of the united states however i'm not going to sit back and be in a woe is me situation right this blog is not one of those where i'm you know going to be kind to somebody's uh sensibilities because at the end of the day you got to make ends meet and you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you and yours are okay and what's happening is people are not having these real-time conversations they're like oh 
I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. The hell? You need to be figuring out what you would do if that happened, especially if you don't have a cushion, if you don't have a rainy day account, if you don't have family and friends that you can lean on in times like this. There are millions of people in this situation, right? Over 800,000 federal employees, as a matter of fact. And so what I did is I listed for people in my circle the agencies that are federal entities so that people are very clear about the individuals whose jobs have been furloughed. The, the, you all, it's a very scary situation what the president is doing and a lot of these places, we need those people to be at work. I hate to say it, but we need them to be at work. I'm, I don't know if I would like to fly right now. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, I would do my job no matter what, but there are some people who are not of that frame of mind. It's like, oh, okay, you don't care about me, so why should I care about you? We have those people in this world who don't give a sugar. And so you are forcing them to be at work without pay. And I just think of all these books we read when we were kids that talked about situations like this. Y'all, it is uh, un unreal how we are being represented in the world globally by our shenanigans in our government right now. And so I just, I just encourage people out there who have family members who are furloughed, who have family members who are working without pay, who have family members that are trying to figure out how to make ends meet, who may have to pull their kids out of daycares. Um, you all, if you can't get your kids to childcare, you can't, you can't go to work. And if you can't go to work, you don't have income coming in. And, and people aren't thinking about that. You know, even with some of our employees, I had to say to my boss, you know, hey, some of our employees are receiving benefits as well. So how are we going to support them in case they don't have childcare? In case, you know, they don't have food on the table. And I know that because I've helped them get benefits. So as you go through your day, I just, I just really encourage you to really say a prayer for people who are in these situations. I encourage you to, you know, be a little kinder in your day, in, in your in your day-to-day -day processes. Um, really be uh, uh, considerate of the fact that you don't know a person's situation. And so a little bit of humility goes a long way. Um, do, do a random act of kindness because, you know, you, you may not know what the person behind you is uh, going through. So I wish you all well today. That's what's so with Miss Coco. I'll see you guys on the flip side.